Hey everyone, Langdon DeMitt. And I'm Paul Gibson here in Chicago. We're back here, bald guys talking safety. How are you? How is everyone today? Langdon, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing all right. What's um what's what's cooking down there? I gotta be honest, it's a little hot. Kind of hot. It's a little, yep. little hot down there. For October. Yeah, we're looking like 80 degrees. And I had to set up my daughter's bounce house earlier. She had a half day today, so she's outside and I went outside and got that set up for her. That bounce house, that's outstanding, man. Hours of fun with that bounce house. It really is. You have the whole, na- you have the whole neighborhood over there. You have the whole neighborhood over there. Backyard. Ah, that's yeah. smart. You got a block, you know, cars parked. You got a, <laughs> got a limit. We're charging attendance fee. You got some liability <laughs> issues there, maybe, if you have <laughs> too many people over. <laughs> we'll have a waiver sent out on a, on a yeah. sheet before they walk in. And they have a little nasal issues, you know, nasal yeah. drip. Well, uh, before we get going here, I wanted to, um, which we, we do have to make this, um, do have to make this official, right? So um, just a little bit more about uh, Langdon and myself. We both work for She Software and we pride ourselves in being experts in the application of technology to solve our customers' health and safety needs. We have operations in the United States, the UK and Australia, and we talk to thousands of health and safety professionals every year. Um, so that's just uh, us making this, uh, making this legal, as they say. And um, with that being said, uh, Langdon, we've got, uh, it's show season now. I know ASSP uh, a couple of weeks ago, we have NSC coming up here in a few weeks. So I um, think uh, kind of exciting to get back out there, see, um, see a lot of people in the industry. We're looking forward to that. But um, any, yeah. any thoughts as we're kind of now in the midst of, uh, of show season it's kind of it seems like it's been a long time since we've had that but that's where we are i know and late too which is it's kind of weird seeing conferences you know the big national conferences going in the fall but i'm glad i'm glad everybody is um trying to you know get out there and be be normal again (laughs) (laughs) so hush hush but no it's good i'm i'm excited yeah i think maybe we could do something special for for that you know have a live broadcast something crazy i think that that might be in the works so maybe mm-hmm. uh stay tuned for that huh and coming here in a few weeks so i guess the topic today i think that we kind of wanted to that we threw around and i just wanted to kind of talk about a little bit i think it i think it applies quite a bit to uh where we're at and that's um that's a topic that's been around safety forever when uh when i first um when I first started in safety years ago, I was given this book, The Nine Elements of Safety, an NSC book. And one of the nine elements in there, um, this is a good read, I think, when you're getting going in safety. One of the nine elements are written by John Cerniak and Don Ostrander, two, uh, two folks who uh, were good, great consultants at NSC through the years. Um, but element seven is employee involvement, they call it, employee engagement. Um, and I think really, really just so important. I've, uh, I didn't, I didn't, I don't know where I heard this years ago, but I heard somebody call employee engagement kind of the grassroots of safety and, you know, of safety culture within an organization. I kind of like that. I think, I think it really is, um, you know, having employee engagement is critical. And I think when you look at what's gone on over the last year, year and a half, the turnover that we've seen in organizations 
it's probably more critical than ever, you know, to really, how do you get that employee engagement in safety when you're looking at a workforce that, um, that really is in, in a state of change, you know, and, uh, mm-hmm. and we've seen dramatic change. I heard somebody call it a turnover tsunami. So um, we've had a lot happen in the last year, a lot of new employees, a lot of, um, you know, a lot of people changing positions within organizations. And so all of a sudden, you know, they're, you're put into a supervisory role when maybe you never had that before, or, um, you know, Hey, I'm just, I'm a new employee here, just, just starting out and I'm on the plant floor for the first time. And I came, you know, and I came in from a completely different business, really that engagement, I think is just critical. No, I'm with you. Um, you know, it's funny when, when we were talking about this the other day and in the last few days, I mean, I'm, this isn't a, this isn't a problem just here in Tennessee, but you know, I, I told you the other night, I, after church went to a certain fast food restaurant, which I'm not going to name it, but it is, they have delicious burgers, side note, and many other foods, not just burgers. So I'm not focusing just there. Don't get, don't get carried away. That's a hint, but anyways, and I pulled up to the drive through and I looked and they had a sign on the window that said their hours closed at seven. And this was, this was on a Wednesday night. So it closed at 7 PM and that was their Monday through Friday. They were closing yeah. at seven weekends. They were closing at four. So you're talking about a very prominent fast food chain and they mm-hmm. are closing at seven during the week and four. And you know, there's, there's countless number of, of other restaurants, other other workplaces I've been to and, you know, hiring, it's all over the place trying to find workers. And, you know, now I feel like we've, we've hit that crazy, crazy area of employee engagement, why it it is so critical. And then I think about it in, in conjunction with this, when we're having workforce or even having trouble keeping people hired or getting people hired, um, you know, to me, it, it creates a lot of a lot of issues we put so much over the last few years on think about it from a ways ways back about the behavioral aspect human performance and <clears throat> we're really really embarking on a on a different kind of precipice right now where we cannot get people hired and then when we do get them hired we have to figure out how can we keep them engaged and then you start thinking about the whole the whole broadening of an aging workforce younger workforce also that's coming in that honestly view things in many circumstances totally different so then we Mm -hmm. have to figure out how can we how can we really merge the two to maintain organization where people can work together um and and that's something i I don't know that i don't know that any of us knows the answer we we go through and i can think of some high profile experts in the realm of of behaviors and and uh human performance or or whatever you want to look at and we are hitting um pretty difficult time of trying to figure out how can we again one get people on get people wanting to work and then when they're there how can we keep it an engaging an engaging atmosphere an engaging culture where you know really where you do establish certain things i think about it health and safety one of the most important things when i got into this was the importance of establishing camaraderie yeah why does that matter you build that rapport with people so it's not just oh no here comes here comes the safety guy, but it's, you know, here comes Langdon. Okay. He is the yeah, safety right. guy, but it's not just, you know, it's not just about that. Um, it's interesting. It's, it's, 
it's scary to see certain elements, but it's also exciting because you do see organizations that are doing so many different things and trying to think outside the box for that, uh, for that engagement. So I, I don't, I don't know. I think there's a couple of different avenues that are worth exploring, but there are definitely some hurdles, you know, at least, at least what I see organizations that I talk to and, and just what I can see down here in Tennessee. Yeah. You know, and I think, you know, I'm, I mean, the numbers are just, are just staggering when you do look, um, you know, when you look at, and these numbers are a few years old, so probably they could be, they could be worse. But when, um, when you're looking at like, if you have a disengaged workforce, you know, your absenteeism is like 37% higher, um, 49% more accidents, 60, 60% uh, more errors and defects. I mean, the numbers are just staggering. If you don't, if you don't have that engaged workforce, I mean, it's just, it's going to really, it, it's, I mean, we're talking to safety professionals, they know it, they get it, but it's just, it's a staggering thing. And I think it's one of the big challenges I think usually then is for that safety professionals, how do we make that case to management that, hey, this is, this is just as important as our production numbers, because this is going to impact those numbers, you know, moving forward. And so I think one of the things is, you know, making that case, helping them make the case within the organization. And then really, um, you know, you do need that buy-in. You need that buy-in at the top level. But boy, I mean, if, if you don't have that employee engagement, you can have all the buy-in at the top level you like. If the employees aren't engaged, you're, you're, you're kind of fighting a losing battle. No, and I think, I mean, let's be, let's be realistic. There's, there's a number of, a number of things you could do to work workforce to try to drive engagement. Yeah. You know, I saw I saw a poll earlier this year. I don't recall what it was through, uh, but it might have been through Gallup. But it was a uh, it was saying like thirty five to forty percent were actually engaged. So yep. if you see, if you think about how many organizations are trying things outside the box, and uh, there's some inherent that some organizations or some people as a whole. Uh, it's a job work is a job they want to be as healthy and safe they're going to be cognizant of things they're going to do what they need to but ultimately there there's still that element of you know I, I want to do the best that i can but you know when it comes to a certain level i'm not going to get much more out of me i'm not playing right. golf for a living unfortunately i'm i'm <laughs> i'm having to work so there is a certain level of you know what can you do and, and i think that's that I'm assuming kind of what you're hitting on it's that level of when we if we can try to figure out ways to even if it's not truly being you know rah rah engaged right at least it's a little bit of hey let's work together let's let's learn from one another let's understand that you know I said in a I did a webinar earlier and I was thinking about it honestly, more than a lot of times, even more than you're spending time with your family, you spend more time, I guarantee you, at the majority of most people's lives, if you look back on who you spent the most time with, it's going to be your work peers. Mm -hmm. Just because that's, you know, eight hours a day for how many days a week, that's who we're, that's who we're talking to. I mean, and so I think there is an element of why does that matter? It, because we each work together. We're, what I do could affect what you do and, and vice versa. So uh, to me, that is that is something that's very crucial because uh, lives as a whole, especially with when we think about everything that's happened the last couple of years and we think about just 
changing of life period, it's, it can be stressful. So, yeah. you know, how do we maintain that equality of, in a process of work, productivity, quality, and health and safety, and how can we ensure that they all are equal? And you hit, I think you hit on something about top level. You know, we, we always talk about this, but it's, it's fluid throughout. Top level mm-hmm. has to be senior level management. They have to empower and actually voice it and show the importance of health and safety. But then true health and safety, we're, that's on the front line. So then we have yeah. to figure out how can we paint that value to them, to frontline workers, so that they and frontline managers and, and all in between so that they can be fluid throughout and understanding why it matters. You know, why, why is being engaged? And, and sometimes it's just taking that second look. Yeah, just being that extra thought. I think when uh, when you look at frontline frontline workers, and I think when you look at that, I think one of the things that you can usually identify, um, I think Joe Madden, when he was managing the Cubs, used to call them as lead dogs. But who are the, you know, so they're not, you know, they might not be the, they might not be supervisors, but they're the guys out there that people kind of follow, and you can kind of recognize who those people are. And so I think getting them in into the process, helping them be involved with, um, you know, what you're looking at as far as ideas for for engagement, helping them be involved in that process, that I think can be very very beneficial as you um, as you're trying to, um, you know, in, improve employee engagement is having the, those lead those leads, the people that you know that people kind of naturally yeah. kind of go to to follow. And then, you know, working that, working it that way. No, that's a good point, actually. And that, you know, that reminds me, you know, Ryder Cup was last week. Mm -hmm. And that's for golf, for all of you that might not watch golf or or care. It's a very big event, U.S. versus uh, Europe. But, you know, you always hear about the emotional by the way. Hey. I mean, it was domination. I was, I figured, I hoped we would win, but I mean, it was, it was great seeing everybody come together, but that's a perfect example. That's a workplace. Golf is their work at the end of the day. I mean, it's, they're blessed to be able to play golf for a living, but it's a, it's a level of work that they have to do. And in that work, even in the team rooms, they talk about having, you know, a person who kind of arises above being that emotional leader, Mm -hmm. being that person. You know, in this instance, they said it was Justin Thomas. Just he gets so into it. He gets so pumped. And whether he's there on the course or whether he's in the team room talking, you know, and I was thinking about that as you were as you were uh, talking a second ago. And that's a big, that's actually a big piece to organizations, finding a champion, finding someone that that really is, it's excited about what they're doing. And not just, I mean, it, certain levels, depending on the industry. Yeah, I mean, sometimes it, it can be routine, but if you're excited, you what you feel like you're doing is making a difference and you have that buy-in and and you empower people to actually make changes. Yeah. So if if you see something, say it. And as management, we're gonna make that change. I mean, that's one of the to me, one of the most crucial things. I mean, I know I've given that example before about um, in a previous life we were working and put all these notes on a all these great ideas on a board on the side of a wall. I and mean, we covered the wall, put all these great ideas up there. And at the end of it, the person that was leading it said, okay, great job. End of the session. Y'all go. And we watched him just tear it down, throw it away. That was the most deflating because we were sitting right. there saying, I just, I don't care if this was a fun workshop to learn something or not, but that is demoralizing. 
Because what you've basically done is spent 45 minutes or however long, I don't remember, tried to block that out, coming up with great ideas, and then they tore it down and threw it away. Yeah. That's not engaging. That That's demoralizing. So when we think about it, that's a that's an avenue of, that was a great example of bringing people in, employee engagement, great example. But then instead of what corrective, or not, I won't say corrective action, what action came from that, where you can really start getting to the crux of what was done, they squashed it. Yeah. And I think that's where, when we get people involved, get them engaged, you start throwing ideas out and saying, hey, we're going to see what we can do and work together to move forward. Maybe it's trying some of, the, uh, some of these ideas. Maybe it's not, but at least we are conversing and saying, hey, we took your idea in consideration. We have certain limitations. We're going to try to figure out what top ones we can we can do, but we want you to know we hear you. We're, we're looking into that. We're, you know, just having that conversation, having that camaraderie. Yeah. I mean, that's, to me, that that's just so crucial. Um, no matter what you're doing you know and if we want we want to you know we want to encourage you know i think i think employee engagement can be as simple as encouraging you know employees to identify hazards i mean you know just real you know it's you know it's it's easy enough for me to walk around i can walk around my house and probably find a couple of trip hazards that uh, that we have here so i mean you know, encouraging workers that, hey, you know, you report these hazards and, you know, that's a, that, you know, that one, one minute, two minutes that it takes for them to write that up, to write up that, that hazard, that is, um, you know, they're doing something that's involving them in safety for that minute, minute and a half. You know, I think that really is, um, you know, that's, that's the, uh, that, that's one of the easy ways to do it. You're not, we're, we're not saying that this is a, you know, a huge thing that you have to do, but it's really, it's a great starting point with the employees. And it's a great way to, you know, Hey, if, if I put something in, I put in the, you know, I saw, I saw this out on the floor and then I come in the next day and I see that a change has been made. I, as a worker now, I'm like, Hey, they're listening to me. And I feel, I feel as if I've had an impact. That's really, really important. <clears throat> yeah. Well, you know, you, you, you see so often employee morale and fatigue. Those are two things that or can be more detrimental than, you know, for driving. Sorry, I should specify. Both of those could be, or can be more detrimental than driving under the influence. Right. So you think about that. And and likewise, they've shown with work also. Uh, so, you know, what does that tell you? Well, where my morale is means if I'm, if I'm down, if I'm not wanting to do what I'm wanting to do, I don't want to be there. I'm just, you know, angry at the world and it's whatever it is i'm not focusing on what i'm doing i'm not focusing on the task at hand i'm definitely don't care what you're doing off to the side yeah and and i think that's what we you know have to figure out some people you know we all have bad days uh, so I, I don't negate that we have to figure out how to drive i mean we know that an engaged community we see organizations and and communities as a whole we know that um, there's going to be more productivity. We know profitability is going to go up because of that. We know the quality of what we're doing is going to go up. We know that absenteeism will drop. Um, patient safety incidents, they've even shown those in healthcare, healthcare settings, they drop. So there's a number of things we already know that we can, that we can prevent. So, and I don't know that there's a, there's not a one size fit, fits all for this. It's, right. it's no, very, it's not. you know, and that's what I think, you know, we have a number of conversations and, in working and kind of that 
consultative uh, discussions about trying to figure out how can we overcome that. But there's so much in just learning and and truly taking a reflective sense of what is your what's your own organization? What are they doing? Where are you at? What you know? What? How do you feel? And and to me, that's one of the most um, vital things that we can do is taking a true, reflective, accurate look at our own organizations. Because a lot of times you take a step back and you see what's happening. That's when the realization comes that maybe things, you know, I, I didn't paint a Rembrandt. I painted Johnny down the street. And that's when you realize maybe the picture is not quite what I thought it was. Yeah. You know, I, I think, I think when you think about employees, you know, um, there are times where, you know, their perception is, is the reality out on the plant plant floor. So maybe if things aren't being, um, if things aren't being really communicated well to them. So if like, Hey, maybe things are happening, but they're not, they're not seeing, they're not seeing this, you know, or it's not being communicated well to them, then their perception could be, could be completely different. So their communication is absolutely critical. You know, if you, if you want, if you want the reality to be the reality, because at times I think perceptions can be off and, you know, we, we know, we know how, how those things can go as well. Yeah. And I think, you know, that aspect we talk about you know, for a while, I've used that whole, it's the blame cycle and giving, you know, giving different perspectives and, and looking at it, how, Oftentimes, how many organizations, even though they say they might not focus on a worker or whatever, it's still, unfortunately, we still look at that yeah. a lot of times. And it's trying to overcome that. You know, you think about it, when an incident happens, there's a blame, they discipline um, the worker, even if it's not necessarily their fault, but because it happened, or even if you look at it as a process of a whole, there is some discipline that occurs because that person was the one doing the job, even if they know it wasn't their fault, uh, even if it was a process failure. So you still look at that and then it continues on and what you have reduced trust. And what happens if I don't trust someone? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to, what you just said, I'm not going to communicate with them. And kind of what I said earlier, you know, I love my, I love my camaraderie word here, but if I don't communicate with you and you're my manager, what happens? Well, then yeah. you don't know what's happening in my area as a frontline worker. And I don't know what you're doing from a managerial standpoint. And I don't really feel comfortable or trust you also because of that betrayal. So then we have that management awareness that is suffering and it continues on and we have system weakness that exists. And then if they don't get rectified, they're going to persist and they just continue on and on. And then you have that total process failure. And that's when you know, you think about it, there's so many avenues that we had where we could have corrected that, where we could have built that and just shown that there is a level of, hey, stuff happens. Incidents are going to happen. But if, if we can at least put things in place to try to mitigate those, if we can really try to, yeah, kind of what you said earlier, empower everyone so that we get that buy-in, I, I think we're going to make we're going to make those changes and we're going to get to where we ultimately want to be. And that's having that engaged workforce. That's having people that, that care and understanding that it's not just about, it's not the blame game because the blame game is a, it's a dirty road to go down yeah. and it's not going to, you know, it's going to make your car pretty nasty. So you don't want to, you don't want to venture there, but understanding that if we can just get everyone talking, if we can get everyone uh, communicating, establishing that camaraderie, that rapport with one another, find champions 
uh, mm-hmm. whether it's emotional or whether it's the physical there in an organization to, to really, you know, rah, rah to a certain extent. I think, yeah. I think we're going to see a, a positive change. I mean, that this doesn't mean we're going to get people hired. That's a different, you know, having <laughs> overcoming that issue. But when we get them there, I think there's things we can come up with to right. really draw them together. What are your thoughts on safety committees, Langdon? What are your thoughts on, uh, you know, using safety committees to engage to engage workforce? I like um, I like safety committees. I don't I don't want it to be so official that it, it it's not open at the same time. Yeah. So I think it depends on how it is. You know, having teams that are whether it's learning teams or just groups that can come together and talk and learn. Maybe they are safety. They have some some safety say. Uh, whatever it is. I, to me, I think they, that's a, that's a value add. When you have people again, talking and working together, you're learning from one another and they're giving insight. I mean, that, that's, to me, that's the type of organization that's really moving the dial. I mean, yeah. is, is that a safety committee? Maybe, um, you know, the traditional safety committee, I think it can get a little, it can get so regimented. We miss out on, on the value add of it. But if you, if you make it open and learn from, learn from each other and come up with ideas and just kind of talk different things and make it make it a part of them out to me that it's I've seen a lot of positive from that yeah I think think? I think yeah I I agree with you I think you know I think just having that having that voice and um, allowing employees to know that they that they have that they have that you know they can have the voice I think that's really really important um any other thoughts? You know, I don't know. I think we're in an interesting time. Um, I, I, there's so much I think we can do to build people up. You know, it's there's some there's so much negativity, unfortunately, out there in in the world. Whether you turn on the news or whatever, it's it's all about trying to to build together, to work together, to come up with different ideas. Whether it's you know, we say corny or, or not, it's having fun. You only get, yeah. you only get one chance at, especially if you're in a high hazard, you only get one chance at life, one chance at doing what you need to do. Um, you know, engagement is, it's exciting because it's, it's working together. So I, you know, I don't know that I'm sure I could add more of it. Yeah. I think one of the things thing. I guess that I'll, that, that I just would think about in this whole thing is, um, Years ago, I worked, uh, I had a VP and she used to say, um, you know, how do you eat an elephant? You eat it one piece at a time. And I think, I think remembering, kind of keeping that in mind, hey, you're not gonna, you're not gonna, you know, employee engagement doesn't happen just immediately. You have to have a strategy and then start eating that elephant one bite at a time. I mean, don't, don't try to put everything out there right away but have a strategy and begin, you know, with some things that you think are going to engage the team and have those, have those leads, have those uh, lead dogs who are going to, going to help you along the way, have them, have them into it. And um, I think if you really think about it of just, Hey, this is a process and we're going to go through this, but um, I think that's the best way that you can really move forward with this. Yeah. I agree. Really insightful, huh? <laughs> Eating the elephant one, <laughs> one bite at a time. You know, it's true. It's what was that? There used to be a show. Uh, was it on Discovery or History? I mean, it was man versus food. I mean, it one bite at a time. One bite at a time. That's all you one can do. And I think, and do. I think that's that's really what we have to think about. So, um, 
with that being said, um, any other thoughts, Langdon? No, I think from, from two bald guys talking safety, that's about the best you can get. All right. Um, I will just say, I will leave that here. If, um, if you'd like to contact us, I'm at paul.gibson at shesoftware.com. I'm Langdon, L-A-N-G-D-O-N dot Dement, D-E-M-E-N-T at shesoftware.com. And stay safe. Watch your back. Stay safe, everyone. Take care.